Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Today, my anonymous guest will be sharing her glucagon story. She's a young woman in her early 20s, and she's had to use glucagon. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. Gvoke is a prescription injection for the treatment of very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Do not use if you have a specific type of adrenal or pancreatic tumor, starvation, chronic low blood sugar, or allergy to Gvoke. High blood pressure, hypoglycemia, and serious skin rashes can occur. Call your doctor or get medical help right away if you have a serious allergic reaction including rash, difficulty breathing, or low blood pressure. Visit gvoglucagon.com slash risk for more information. My guest today is going to remain anonymous. They are here to talk about an incident that required glucagon. So... Are you the parent of a child with type 1, or do you have type 1 yourself? I have type 1 myself. How old are you? I am 22. 22. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I got diagnosed in March of 2021. Oh, gosh. So just maybe a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Is there any other autoimmune or type 1 in your family? Uh, there is no other autoimmune or anything. Um My, uh, not in my family, no, but for me, yes. (laughs) You have other autoimmune issues? Yeah. Um, so I have a connective tissue disorder called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And with that, your connective tissue is like the glue to your joints and your body. Um, what happened was I had, uh, my artery was being compressed by my spinal cord and everything, and it caused no blood flow to my aortic artery hmm. in my stomach area. And shortly, we didn't know for the longest time about it. I was sick a lot, and I would go in the ER, and no one would say what's going on. And they're just like, it's fine, it's just stress. And then I was like, well, I don't think it is. And when they found the compression, I I was having low blood sugars at the time. Before I was type 1, I had a lot of low blood sugars, and I was already on Dexcom. Shortly after that, 
um, a couple weeks or whatever after I developed it because the compression had been there for so long. I have to tell you, if you want to come back on and do a regular episode, I would love to hear that story if you if you're interested. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get you at, when at the end of this, we'll get you signed up and get you on uh, another episode. My reason for asking centric to the the glucagon conversation was I wanted to make sure that when you were diagnosed, you would have had no idea what glucagon was or had any reason to understand what it did. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't get a glucagon until I was diagnosed with type 1. Right. I didn't know about anything. I've been to the ER to get uh, D50 quite a few times because my blood sugar was 28 and I felt fine. But but they no, I, no one had given it to you prior to your diagnosis? No. Okay. Yeah, you have a lot of interesting stuff. We are going to definitely get you back on. Um <laughs> But, but for now, you're diagnosed with type 1. When do you remember someone talking to you about glucagon the first time? I believe the first time was in my endocrinologist's office a little bit. Because I had the Dexcom when I got diagnosed, it was kind of weird on um, what's going to go on because they immediately started me on insulin stuff and just sent it to the pharmacy. And I was like, here you go, do this amount and this amount. And then that next week, I had went in, and that was when they did all that. I we adjusted, we figured out what my, uh, how many carbs to a unit I needed, and that was when I had went in for, for training. So during that training, you got glucagon at the same time. Do you remember what they told you? I definitely didn't know about glucagon, and they had shown me how to use it and everything. It was after GVOC had come out. Mm-hmm. So my doctor didn't want to give the old emergency kit or basquamy. They wanted just uh, the glucagon. They're like, okay, like, here are the guidelines. Like, they're just saying, like, if I can't get my blood sugar up, take it, or other things like that. Um, I, I got trained on the insulin stuff, but the uh, glucagon wasn't really... I wasn't really like trained, trained on. I understand. Because, yeah. I don't know why they don't, but I I half expect you to tell me that. So, okay. So, you've got a loose understanding of what it is. They tell you something like, if your blood sugar gets really low in an emergency, you use this. Mm-hmm. Did anyone take out a trainer pen and show it to you? No. No. Just you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. While you're having a seizure. Yeah. They're like, well... The instructions on are on there. You can definitely read the instructions when you do it. Yeah, yeah. When you're, like, yeah. And and by the way, read it when you're not really low. <laughs> well, um, I will tell you that I was told when we were handed glucagon when my daughter was two, this is glucagon. It's for a low blood sugar emergency. You'll never need it. Mm-hmm. That's what they told us. So by the way, the first time we needed glucagon, I didn't know what to do with it. Because nobody explained it to me, and I was flat out told in a moment when I didn't have any idea about anything, here's something we're giving you, but you'll never need it. Now, did you end up needing it? Yes, I've had to take glucagon twice. Twice. Part part of it, too, is like they told me that um, if I take glucagon, I have to go to the hospital. But I'm like, how do I have to go to the hospital with it? Because like 
I don't think the hospital is going to do anything once it's back up and everything. So did that stop you from using it ever? Um, in the beginning, yeah, because I didn't really understand the glucagon at the time. I didn't know what it was really mm-hmm. and why I needed to go. I've had EpiPens for food allergies and stuff before. So I just kind of figured it was similar to the EpiPens um, on the effectiveness and everything, but with blood sugar. So I just kind of assumed that you have to go to the hospital with it. Yeah. This is this is fascinating to hear how little explanation or or understanding that was, was given to you. I know you're like younger, but not very young. Were your parents with you during these explanations? No. no. So my most of my family lives on the other half of the country. Gotcha. So well, other half of the states. And then I'm my mom and I are here. But that's kinda That's it. Okay. Yeah. So can you describe the first time you actually used glucagon? Yeah. So I didn't use it on myself. I actually was at work. And it was a really hot day, and I worked outside at the time. And I started feeling bad. And this was before I had the Dexcom. I started feeling bad, but and finger poked, and my meter said I was like forty-eight, and I'm like, ooh. So then I go into the break room and grab soda or whatever, and I drink it and I'm like okay it'll be fine I'll I'll just drink it and I'll go back out and work outside but I started feeling worse so then I went to a vendor that was near where I the position I was working in mm-hmm. and I got sugar packets and Pepsi I was just trying to get anything that I could to bring it back up sure. and I still didn't quite get it up. And after my third finger poke, my blood sugar was like 28. So once I finger poked and it was 28, I then was like, well, I kind of need to go home. And my supervisor that was with me actually realized how bad I um, realized how bad my blood sugar was because she saw me pass out on the floor. Yeah. Um, and that day they had to give me two, uh, she gave me glucagon um, that was in their emergency kit or whatever. She gave me it. I still didn't respond. And then medics had to give me it twice. And I was like, I don't understand what the heck is going on. Yeah. So that was kind of a really scary day because that was before we knew my blood sugar like I was having low blood sugars without really knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like the hardest part is I was trying to do. I didn't know that. Well, what's interesting as you're telling the story is that you haven't had diabetes for that long to begin with. You're young, your training wasn't great and you're at a 48 and you're like, I'll drink a soda and I'll be okay. But then you feel poor again, you test again, you're not getting any better. And then on that third test at a 28 blood sugar, when, by the way, you are right, you're getting ready to pass out or have a seizure, right? 
and you don't know that you're planning like, oh, I'll go home. Like, like home seems like a safe place for me to be in this situation. That's how out of it you are, you know, in that moment. And you don't realize it. And then you say you passed out. They gave you glucagon from an emergency kit that you had at a, at a job. Do you know yeah. which, which one they gave you? Um, I feel like it may have been Evoke. I'm not fully sure. Really? I It was a couple of years ago, so I don't know exactly if it was that or the old kits. And you carry Gvoke with you? I wasn't carrying it at the time with me. At the time you weren't. This is your first time with all this. Okay. so That was, that was my first time with a low blood sugar where I passed out. Right. Okay. So thankfully, emergency comes. They hit you a couple more times, get your blood sugar up. Do you remember any of that scenario after you passed out? And no. Basically, everything that I'm telling you right now is what my supervisor told me. Yeah. I don't remember anything. I do remember getting to the hospital and having um, my blood sugar dropped again. And I remember that time it felt like I was having a seizure. Like I was coherent, but like I could hear what everything's going on and everything, but I couldn't really tell you. I couldn't say anything. Yeah, I understand. It was kind of hard. And that was in the waiting room and they immediately ended up taking me back luckily. But yeah, it's, that's, I don't remember a lot of it. I understand. My daughter's had a seizure and I was present for one of them and I was on the phone for another one. So I understand what you're saying. Actually, I'm having an emotional day already and I'm thinking, why did I book all these seizure stories on one day? (laughs) Because you sound so young, like I'm crying. Uh, um, okay. Anyway, I'll pull myself together and we'll get to the next story. Gvoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is a premixed auto-injector of glucagon for treatment of very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvoglucagon.com slash risk. How much longer is it now Now moving forward into time, you're carrying gvoke hypopen or the, um, or the syringe? Uh, I carry hypopen. Gotcha. All right. So now you have that on you. What happens the second time? I got a different job and I have been working with them for a little bit. I'll give you a little backstory. So that week I decided to switch to the Omnipod 5, but they told me that I didn't need to go in for training because you can do it all online and get your settings in and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I put my settings in incorrectly. So the insulin sensitivity, I put as 20. And then... um, and then yeah i understand so you're getting one yeah. one unit to move you 20 points but how much did you really need one unit for 50 it lowers me about 60 or so yeah so so i put it in incorrectly three three times stronger than you needed yep yeah that'll do it okay and um i i didn't know what the heck was going on or anything cuz i was so confused on why i was i kept on going low like here all day I was having like bread, soda, like I was having 
everything. Yeah. And it still wasn't staying up. So then I was like, okay, is Dexcom acting weird or is it true that I'm that low? And I finger poked and everything and I was that low. So then I talked to my team and they're like, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And I was like, I have no clue what to do either. I was at work. I didn't really hear much from the team or anything. And then it was still going down. And at that point, it had been at like 40 or about 45 minutes or so. And um, I ended up, because I had my glucagon in my back. So even though I work in that little area, I am able to have my medical stuff medical bag as long as it's separate from everyone else so i grabbed my glucagon and i gave it to myself after how long of being 40 about 45 minutes or so because i was literally eating things and i was like there's no way and i was just trying to wait for it to come up because i didn't want to overcorrect it because i have a very high tendency of doing that i think all us diabetics do um But I was, like, trying to, and then I was trying to wait for it because I was, like, I don't want to take it if it's going to be like that. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do, even though I'm doing everything. Yeah. And you said you you contacted your medical team and the, they told you, we don't know. Well, they, they told me, they're like, if it gets that low, then you need to take your glucagon and, um, you need to take your glucagon. Did, did they go? Did they go over your pump settings with you? They knew you were like had recently moved to a pump, right? Yes, but uh, we hadn't figured that out that that was the pattern because I was only like three days into the new pump, um, or something like that. So I hadn't quite figured that. I hadn't quite realized that that was what it was. Yeah, I understand, but I'm um, saying they didn't realize. Hey, she just started using a pump three days ago. Maybe the settings are wrong. No. You still have that doctor? Yeah. Mm, all right. Um, okay. Well, but when I got, uh, so I made it through, the, I took the glucagon and then I was fine. I didn't go to the hospital because I didn't feel like it was necessary to go because it kept me up. And then the next, that was a Friday. And then the next day, Saturday, I was in class in the morning. And my blood sugar did the same thing. So I went ahead and messaged my trainer and was like, hey, what's going on? Like, I have my settings at where they're supposed to be and everything, but my blood sugars have been like super low and everything. And I ended up ripping off my pod because I'm like, I don't know why yeah. it's like this. And I messaged the trainer because at first I was like, okay, well, maybe it's an off day of just having lows. And then, and then the next day when I had the lows and everything, I was like, you know what? I might as well just contact my trainer about it. So I contacted her about it and she had me read all my settings and everything when I reset it. And that was when we figured out that my insulin sensitivity factor was at 20 instead of 60, like it was supposed to be. Holy hell. Okay. So, all right. (laughs) When you go to do it, you take out Jivo Kypo pen, pop off the cap. Where do you... Do it. Do it on your leg, your belly. Where'd you think to do it? I was at work and I didn't know if it go over my pants, so I just did it in my belly. You didn't do it through your clothes, right? No. Yeah, please don't do that. Okay, so um, so you put it in, and does your blood sugar 
rise? Yeah, so I put it in and I told the staff that I needed to go take a break and be in the break room for a bit. And they were perfectly fine with that. About 25, 30 minutes go by and my numbers are back up and now I'm in the 200s and just steady. And I was like, okay, sounds good. I had a Coke and juice and everything at my little station that I was at um, where I am when I'm on duty. Um, I went ahead and kept that stuff there um, because I knew that because I'm walking around and stuff, it it was going to drop. So I just wanted to be prepared again. And so I just kept on sipping on the juice and stuff throughout the day, even though I had already taken Chivoke. Right. I just wanted to be safe. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Um, do you carry them still? Yes. I never leave the house without it. We have one in the kitchen and one in my room. Good for you. And we keep them and stuff because it's definitely something and part of my hypoglycemia with that stuff is because my GI system doesn't work too, too well. So it can't, it's like having hard times absorbing things. Are you, so, do you have gastroparesis? Yes. That's, that's what they told you. And is that in any way attached to, I mean, you haven't had diabetes that long. So is it, is that attached to the. It's um, attached to my EDS, which is my genetic condition. That's what I was wondering. Okay. How did they, um. How do they diagnose the EDS? Um, I had to go to a lot of specialists. So I got sent, the first specialist I got sent to was, uh, it was an orthopedic doctor. They couldn't really do anything because obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're more for like surgeries and stuff. So then, um, I saw him and then I saw another doctor and that was a rheumatologist and where I was later diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Do do you Um, believe you have that? Yes. How does that present for you? A lot of joint pain, stiffness, soreness, um, yeah. Okay. About the same stuff as EDS. And then once they realized I had EDS and everything, um, that they suspected EDS and everything, they did the little Biden scale or whatever it's called um, for it for me at the, at the rheumatologist's office. And then they referred me over to a geneticist. Okay. Um, Is there once tr- tr- treatments available? What do you do for it? Um, so once the, once I talked to the geneticist, um, so some forms of EDS are, some forms of EDS are, uh, some forms show up on blood work, like genetic panels and stuff. And some forms don't, I have one of the forms that do not Mm. show up on genetic panels, um, which is classical EDS, um, so there's no cure for it or anything. A lot of it is just like physical therapy and wearing leg braces when you're doing 
more things throughout the day, whether that's going to the zoo or going out and stuff like that. And then just bracing if you need to. Do those things help? And yeah. Um, so it definitely does help. And for me right now, I'm kind of in a middle situation with that stuff. But it's been a journey yeah, no <laughs> with kidding. it. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a lot. You're young, you know? Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, you're doing all right? Like, mm-hmm. psychologically, you're holding it together and stuff? Yeah. There's some days where I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you see a therapist? Yes. Yeah, I think I would too. I think it's a good idea. Um, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and telling me your stories about glucagon. I really appreciate it. If you hold on for a minute, we'll stop the recording and I will help you find a time to record about the EDS. It doesn't matter if you're a newly diagnosed person in their 20s, a parent of someone living with type 1 diabetes, or someone who's been living with type 1 forever. If you're using insulin, Gvoke Glucagon wants to remind you to check the expiration dates on your glucagon, and if they're expired, contact your physician immediately for replacements. Don't be without glucagon in the moment that you need it. Have it where you are, on your person, in your home, at school, at your job, or when you're traveling. Emergencies don't announce themselves. That's why you need to be prepared. Parents of children, this is a perfect time. You're going to end up back at the endo's office before the new school year to get your orders in line for the school nurse. Don't forget to ask them about GVOKE glucagon. If you'd like to learn more about GVOC Hypopen, episode 789 is with Jenny Smith and I. We discuss the important things you need to know about GVOC. This episode is absolutely terrific to teach you or other people in your life how to use GVOC Hypopen. School nurses, your best friend, anybody you're around who might be in a position to help you or your child if the need should arise. Gvoke Hypopen is the first glucagon auto-injector that treats very low blood sugars in people with diabetes ages 2 and above. Low blood sugar, also called hypoglycemia, occurs when your blood sugar gets below 70 mg per deciliter. When this happens, you can consume sugary foods or drinks to bring your blood sugar back up. There are many reasons why you may have low blood sugar, including taking too much insulin, the amount and timing of physical activity, and unexpected changes to your schedule. Very low blood sugar or severe hypoglycemia occurs when your blood sugar gets so low that you need help to bring it back up. It is an emergency situation that needs to be treated immediately. If your hypoglycemia is left untreated, it can quickly and unexpectedly progress to severe hypoglycemia. Severe hypoglycemia is potentially life-threatening and can lead to loss of consciousness, seizure, coma, or even death. If you experience any of the following, administering glucagon is the next step. You've tried eating or drinking, but it's not working. You are unable to eat or drink. You feel like you might pass out. Or if you have passed out or are having a seizure. I'm just going to leave you with this. My daughter carries GVOG Hypopen with her constantly. It is always on her person. There is another pen in her bedside table. When she goes to college, there is one on her person and one on her bedside table. 
everyone in her life knows how to use Gvoke HypoPen. Her roommates, her friends, and family members, both extended and within our home. Gvoke Glucagon is a sponsor of this podcast because it is the glucagon that my daughter carries, not the other way around. You understand? We carry Gvoke, and then I found the company and said, if you guys want to be advertisers, I'd love to spread the word. I personally find that Gvoke HypoPen is the easiest to carry glucagon option that I have ever seen in the entire time my daughter has had type 1 diabetes. This may seem odd, but I was genuinely excited when we got Gvoke HypoPen the first time. Putting Gvoke HypoPen in my daughter's bag gave me a sense of relief that I had not had since she was diagnosed. Ask your physician today about Gvoke Glucagon or go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. If you have a glucagon story that you'd like to share with me on the Juicebox podcast, contact me through juiceboxpodcast.com or on the Facebook page, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juicebox.